even before the All-Star break, the Celtics were kind of on a down slide. They, mm-hmm. Again, you, they started off the season very strong. Uh, it kind of picked off the momentum of the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the finals, it didn't come out the way that they wanted it to come out. But I think they started this season very focused and really ahead of the curve. And they were dominant. They were the best team in the in the league, pretty much. And I don't they still have the best record? Or no, Milwaukee does now. Oh, wow. Milwaukee okay. and the Nuggets, and I think Milwaukee has the definitive best record. They, uh, Milwaukee already clinched the playoff um, seeding, mm. and I think the Celtics might have just did, or they're close to. They're on the f- so they're not that far. They're like they're two, not far off. You know, yeah, like yeah, a game or two behind. But it's a shame because they had like a very comfortable, like I think, three game lead at one point. But again, the Bucks went crazy. The Bucks went on like a 15, 16 game winning streak as of late, and um, the Bucks are playing really good. And the reason why the Bucks are scary too is because they've been playing really well without um, Giannis. Some mm-hmm. games Giannis isn't even in, and they're really, you know, slapping some teams. So, who do they even have they, other than Giannis? They got like they got. You know, they I got make fun, players, I, I, huh? I make yeah, I make fun of them a lot. Um, it's with my group chat with with Nikki and my brother and them. Um, but you know, even I had to come and come around and, and kind of say, you know, Drew Holiday is. It's, I I I was the one that was be. I was saying Drew Holiday is just like a. Uh, he's a good player. I just never. And he was an all star one point in his career, one time. But I was like Drew Holiday. When you stack up Drew Holiday with other point guards, I don't know. He just doesn't stick out to me like that. But I, they say he's such a selfless player mm. and he again like I will I, I can testify like he's a great defensive player. Um he really won't make bad decisions. He's not he's one of those guards that he just he doesn't do the most. He does what he's supposed to do. Right. He's not and flashy. He's, he's not just, flashy. Yeah, he he really done. does he he really is a player you want on your team. Honestly at times you probably want him more than you want Marcus Smart on your team. I, I'll be I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah he's a wild card. Yeah <laughs> Marcus Smart is wild. Um very yeah. defensive player but but Everything even, else, he's just like he's too extra with it. Like lately, not even <laughs> that. He pisses me off because I've been watching. It's so funny. I've been watching the Celtics more. I think in the past two years than I've ever been watching them. And I have to say, Marcus Smart is so irritating because when there's attack, when there is chaos in the court, you know it's him. He's involved in some. There's those players, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green, Marcus Smart. They're in the same elk. They're always yeah. part of like nonsense that's happening, and that's great and all. But when the opposing guard is like chopping you for like forty points a night, like Donovan Mitchell gives it to him. Um, the other day, uh, it was who was who was killing him? It was uh, uh, Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. Like these guys, like he, his one job is supposed to be a stopper. He was defensive player of the year. He's a stopper. He's right. supposed to be a stopper, and I get it. When you're guarding all you know elite players, especially on in the in the backward position. That's not easy to stop. But they're not supposed to be having 40 points on, like, 50% shooting. <laughs> you know, they, if they're going to have 40 points, it's supposed to be, like, the low 40s, right. 39%. It's supposed to be a struggle. But he's, yeah, not, he's not even be, doing that. Should be struggling at least. When he's not even doing that, I'm just like, Marcus Smart is not, is not a stopper at all. I don't know. He's, he's overrated to me now. I look at him like he's just, he's just, he's just there to create noise. You know chaos, and and just you know be like a mental, mental yeah. case to the other team. You know I, I don't view him as a true. I don't Not think he's even because I feel like you see your your teammates dropping forty points on you on this person. 
you're not going to be intimidated by him anymore. No, like, no not, not at all. He's not, not a for- the force that he should be. Not at um, all. But and um, yeah, you know, I think that so we we are saying that the Celtics will not make it to the playoffs at least. Like, what, what no, are you they, they're going to be in the playoffs. That, that's okay, that's okay. me being delusional. They're definitely in the playoffs. I I think it's a question of it's not going to be a smooth ride through the. I mean. The most competitive teams are in the upper part, or in the Eastern Conference, honestly. Right, right. The the you got the Cavs, you got the Bucks at number one, you got the Celtics, you got Philly, who's been really hot with Embiid, and um, right now I think in the standings, I checked the MVP ladder this morning. Um, Embiid is leading um, the MVP, which is crazy because Jokic had it for pretty much the whole season. Yeah. Um, uh, Cleveland, which the Celtics have had all close games against. And and Donovan Mitchell, and this is why I worry about Marcus Smart. Donovan Mitchell is averaging almost like I think more than forty a game on them. And when you're facing a team like that, and you you barely able to squeeze out wins, and I think Cleveland has the season series so far. Mm. I think that's worrisome because that's a team you're going to see in the second to third round for yeah. sure. You're going to yeah, you yeah. you're going to need to get through them to get to the playoffs for the most part. And I think that the Celtics not really handling business against those teams is really worrisome. You know. Again, I, the Celtics can beat these teams, but they can easily lose to them too. It's not like a foregone conclusion. And then you got the teams out west, where it's so competitive from from five to twelve. Um, they're each like a few games out from each other mm-hmm. that we, you don't even know what the final seeding is going to look like out west. Even with like John Morant being out with his shenanigans mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, which is crazy because. Um, I don't clown. understand how the man who makes two hundred million dollars—he's a clown—is <laughs> acting that way. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? That whole scenario, <laughs> man. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> how do you come from never being hood to trying to be hood because you got money? That don't make no sense. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I don't know what what is. I mean, it's got to be his people. Yeah, his the people t- he's surrounding himself with is obviously they're not good examples. No, but at the same time, you are the you should be the example for them. For them, yeah. So you should be putting yourself in positions or putting them in positions where they don't feel like they need to do this nonsense. Like, I'm not I'm not mad at him for going to the strip club. No, do your thing. I'm that's fine. That's not my thing. That's but okay. Like, but like I say, like if that's what you want to do, honestly, every every NBA player has probably been in the strip club. Like, there's probably none that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's not, that was that's, not a big deal to me. That's, that, them posting that was not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's just a way to defame the, the famous character. Yeah, more, you know? that, he's that, a young, he's a well, young, young 21 kid, million. Like, Come yeah, on. that's fine. But the gun thing and all that other stuff is like, it's all what, extra, are you, yeah. what are you really doing? Then he you, was, what he got charged for like fighting with this kid? Some yeah, little, like, some like, kid, some, like some like 17 year old or something like that. But I think that <laughs> the kid on, like assaulted him first. It's some kid um child what, what is the stuff. definition of a so I, I don't know the exact particulars of that situation but like i think the way they threw the ball at him or something and that's not assault. that's not assault catch the ball <laughs> i'm not gonna throw out false like allegations right even, i don't even, know even that's not 100 percent clear that's out right. there so you know my perspective on it is is you know he's a grown man i don't think i like i know what they're trying to do he's he's a young black athlete so they're, they're trying to defame his character a little bit by saying, rightfully, you see, he's, he's I mean, in the strip club. Rightfully so, bro. Like, what, are you, what is he actually doing? Yeah, you know. I can't say, like, no, not, we've, well, seen, we've seen bad examples of, of, you know, basketball players in the past. Like, they do, they do stupid stuff they do sometimes. Stu- they do stupid stuff, but I don't like the extra, like, cherry on top. Like, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gun, 
For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand it. You brought it to yourself, honestly. Um, but now the, oh, you see, he's in the strip club, and look what he looks like in this. I'm like, bro, the fact that when he said he brought a gun to the strip club, or, well, I think before it wasn't identified as a strip club, though. I think it was like he was at the club, right? Mm. And then it became, they they gave out more, as more details came right, out, right. it's a strip club. And, you know, strip club is messed up because, like, they sent out the photos, yeah, obviously. You, and it's like, you're just going to lose business that way because, like, I, if nobody, I'm an NBA player, yeah, why would I ever come go, to this place exactly. anymore? Like, why doing? would I ever do that? <laughs> and uh, and it's so funny because, uh, um, again, I don't condone being – that's not my thing. I don't judge anybody else. That's your yeah, thing, yeah. whatever. But I feel like there's always a right way to do the wrong thing, right, or to do, like, things like that. And – I think I can't see that he did anything wrong. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, <laughs> I can't see it. It's like, a legal place, right? It's, right. it's a legal place. He's of age. He's an are you adult. Trying to say he should have brought his troopers back to his house. Like, <laughs> what is that? I, what he should have. What I was trying. What I was trying to say. Um, you you got there too. Yeah, I'm about to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. He, nah, man. You, he, you he gotta looked, live. You he live. he, he looked. He looked like you know. He 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 was hungry for something. <laughs> he should have just had his vet set him up at the hotel. And, you know, and do things in peace because I don't think it's a coincidence that players like LeBron and all these players don't get caught up in that. Because I think there's a strategic way they, they do things like that. Yeah, it might be right. Might Again, be right. like James Harden, for example, he's known to spend, they say, millions at Magic City at but this point. you know point. what? I just feel like that strip club, they just saw maybe a check. Maybe they got paid for that photo. Mm-hmm. And they thought that it was worth it. But it's not worth it. No, it's not. I think it hurt their brand. Um, but, you know... Uh, like I said, guys are thirsty, so they're gonna be back. They, they, <laughs> you know, they, they're gonna be back. They, they're gonna be back. Probably. I don't, I don't doubt it. They, they're gonna be back, and I think that ultimately, John Morant. Uh, the media was very he, interesting with him. I was really something about him having like a alcohol problem. It, I don't think any of it's true. Nah, I don't think he has man. an alcohol problem. I don't know. I don't think he has a mental health a, problem. I've seen a video of this guy downing like a half bottle of tequila. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay, see, I didn't yeah, know that. I thought that was fabricated. I guess he was on his plane or whatever, and he like literally like threw a whole half bottle of tequila back. And I was like, yeah, that's a little, a little concerning. No, 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 that is that is a little <laughs> concerning. I mean, he he did state he had mental health issues. Again, I don't take people off their perceptions. I'll take them yeah, off yeah, their no. word. If that's what they're saying they're going through, especially this is a first time offense. This is a whole saga. He's young. Uh, I can't imagine all the pressures that. Yeah, uh, everything. Yeah, you know, two hundred million dollar guy. You know, worth and. You know, he has to move different, and, and that's just what it is. Uh, he he got to learn. This is a wake-up call. He got to start moving different. If he's going to do his shenanigans, he's, he should, you know, make the right calls. You know, call some vets. Be like, you know, what are some locations that I can you yeah, know, have yeah. some fun without the media really being in my face or where I won't really get myself in too much trouble and put too much of, like, the negative spotlight on myself. So yep. I think, uh, <clears throat> again, I like how the media was on him. <laughs> They're kind of weird a little bit. It's interesting because depending on the athlete, I like John Morant, it felt like they were trying to protect him. It really did feel like they were protecting him, honestly, because I don't know. I can't help but feel like if Black this Twitter was, like, was going if, off on him, man. Who? Black Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Black I mean, Twitter is Twitter. Like, so Twitter is Twitter, Twitter but like Twitter. they had some valid points. Like, how is this kid that we could never see that was any type of hood or. You know, it's like, why is he putting himself? No, I listen in that light. Like, listen, no. I get it. I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I, I think they were over. I, I think, I think the media was very overprotective of him, like very overprotective. I think, I think the NBA 
is sees this guy as the few. He's definitely, well, yeah. especially as an American-born player, because you have to understand, like, it's kind of crazy to say this. The best players in the league now are not American-born anymore. It's Luka, Giannis, Jokic, mm. um, in, in, um, Embiid. These are, like, the best players in the league. They're not... They're not Americanized players. No, yeah. when you think about it, they're not. Um, the Le- LeBron is past his prime. The Kawhi's, they, these guys are getting older up there. When you think about it, the foreign players, even when you think about Sabonis, even though he's, I think he was American-born, he comes from foreign parents. Yeah. Um, when you think about the players who are coming up, the best players that like we say, these are the superstars. Yeah. They're, foreign, they're foreign players. So I think John Morant of the, besides maybe Steph Curry, um, and Steph Curry isn't young, isn't a young right, guy yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, he's... John Morant, when we talk about the young American dominant players, John Morant is that guy. So John Morant really is the face of the so is think, one of the faces of the league. I think the Adam Silver was back there pulling the strings to make sure I it think wasn't for sure. You gotta protect your yeah, gotta yeah. protect the product. Um, um I think Stephen A. Smith doesn't when he said this, he was like, "Yo, the NBA is like the FBI. Like they got oh, sources yeah. everywhere. They're gonna protect their brand. It's true. These guys are part of their brand. You know, um, John Morant is more known than I think even Jason Tatum. And you can tell this year the league has made a push to kind of make Jason Tatum yeah. more and more prominent. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. really put an effort. So it's a business. Don't be fooled. It's, business, it's a business. You know what I'm I saying? Remember, I, at one point, I definitely thought that all the playoffs were fixed. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't sometimes, help. A, sometimes, sometimes you can't help. Like, how you how you four four games or three games up, and you let a team come back three four some, games. You, you know, <laughs> like, sometimes you can't on? you can't help but feel that way. Yeah, but um, I try not to because everyone's my experience. So exactly, whatever. You know, like for example, like the the whole era between like two thousand eight and like two thousand ten when the when fixed. the Lakers and it the Celtics were in the finals, and like w- and when you got to think of the star quality, what are the chances? You had Kobe, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG. You can say maybe in their prime in the NBA Finals. Yeah, that is like a two thousands like dream. That's crazy. When you when you I really can't think imagine about it, what them tickets was like. That's a with the I was, I was trying to go to the Celtics <laughs> games when they went to fight. I was like, bro, there's no way. That's crazy, bro. When you think about how crazy that is, and like it's so funny, the Celtics and Lakers always end up finding each other at the right time to generate more interest in the league. I mean. That's my conspiracy. That's just that's a conspiracy type thing. Um, I I I wholeheartedly don't believe the league is really fixed though. Yeah, no. I know it's mostly in jest, but the NBA protects their brand. Again, it's a business. We understand that. Um, around, he just needs. I don't. I hate to say this, but yeah, he needs some some mentors, some guidance for sure. And his father needs um, to stop being his friend. His father needs to be his father. I think his father is a, seems like a cool dad mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm sure he raised him well. But I think ever since he got in the league, maybe he's like, that's my that's my boy. Right, he right. got to go back to being like, yeah, stop, yeah, stop doing this. <laughs> stop. And if you're gonna do this, you know, be smart. Be smart about it. You know, We're not talking about the gun stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. The gun stuff. The gun goes stuff. You saying. gotta. Throw it out of the way. Yeah. Like you gotta figure yeah. That goes that. With, that goes without saying. And he gotta he gotta carry himself like a professional. He gotta he gotta it's so funny, like the, everybody always thinks the NBA is I just don't get it. Why want. do NBA players when they get to a certain level they wanna be rappers? It's weird. They bro. try to portray like that whole rap hood, like like what is you're different. You're not the same. I will say, I w- it's so funny you say that. I will say the superstars 
in the modern NBA, they do not even try to behave that way. They focus on the craft. It's crazy. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, the players who are so focused on the craft, it's not a coincidence that they're in the league longer. They end up being the superstars. It's probably just these young, young, young kids. You know, versus like the guys who are like caught up. Like, like who can I give a good example of? Like for example. Guys who's supposed to really be the best in the league, like I, I look at like a Devin Booker, for example. But when you hear like the stories of what he, him and his boys were doing, and like um, him dating Kendall Jenner and being in all that nonsense, the ho- yeah. it's like you you kind of see like why they're not on that next level of where this. Like when you think of a Devin Booker, when you can drop seventy in the NBA game, to me it me it shows me that you can score anytime and you can do whatever you want on court. You are upper echelon. Yeah. So what is preventing him from being that like next level? Yeah. It's it's the mentality. It's the things you're doing off the court. And again, I'm not saying he doesn't work on his game. I'd be foolish to say he doesn't. But I think players like that who don't keep it professional, who don't um, who don't really take the they, they they make the celebrity bigger than like the thing that got them into um that got them that granted them that celebrity status to begin with i think that's when they run into trouble and that you see like th- them falling off and stuff like that do you think that we as public or you know people that view them put too much pressure on them for that stuff too yeah i think so it's at the same time too. these kids are still these kids well, I'm, I'm saying kids they're probably like our age like a little younger than us, yeah maybe a little yeah. older than us but let me t- 21, 22. Imagine you had fifty million dollars at twenty two. Like, yeah. how would that? How would that take who you were, and potentially change it, or would it just amplify what you it, already it just, were? It'll amplify what you are. So all the immaturities, all yeah. the insecurities, all the what. For example, Jason Tatum is just as big a star in my opinion than um uh John Morant. John Morant is just more popular, right? Um, but Jason Tatum, I feel like the fame has made him more made him. Uh, like I said, appearances, everything. Like, but his mother <laughs> keeps him in check. check I'm saying, but but you get what I'm saying. His mom is not his best. It's not right, like right, his right. best she, friend. She's like, yeah, you're not Keep, buying that car. Keeps like, him in check. <laughs> um, he he has a son, so he has to go up faster. And I've said this before. I said, people having kids early sometimes is the best thing that's ever happened to them because I've seen some it people. Causes you to immature, you know. I've seen some people who are very immature and at a very you know at 18, 19, early college. Yo, that kid made them focus more in school, graduate, get a good profession. I saw kids, people who had kids early, um, really turn their life line and their and their mentality around. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think though it's not wise to just have a kid definitely oh, yeah, not no, ready. No. <laughs> of course not. But I've seen a lot of people. I'm, I can always, say always some good that can come out of it. I yeah. say that was probably the best thing that happened to them because. Otherwise, they would. You don't just, know where they would have been. Would, I don't know where they would have been. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, it's not all bad, but you know, the, keeping that professional presence. Um, you know, I know for certain that when you're in a professional space, there is a way you should always enact yourself, and I don't think the NBA is any different. You know, and you know, it seems like Adam Silver and those guys. As long as you show up to work and you're not causing trouble, I think the league really does tr- do its best to to protect its yeah, brand yeah. and protect its players. Um, but, yeah. Um, on the next note, I mean, since we're talking about professionalism, mm-hmm. in a sense, like, male or female supervisors? <laughs> male. <laughs> Straight up, huh? Yeah, but then I can't say that because I, I have had, like, one or two female supervisors that, that weren't um, overbearing. 
Mm-hmm. But typically, yeah, male supervisors are a little easier to, to deal with. Um, yeah. In my experience, I think that I definitely like male supervisors more. I think I think guys are just more chill, more relaxed. I found that like I think women have more structure. Women are just more high strung. So like yes, guys can be more relaxed, and you won't really get that uh, that neediness to to perform on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if somebody hits the fan, that same supervisor that you has that's a male. He he's gonna go to the next level because yeah, yeah. he's like, all right, now I give you the break. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> no facts, no facts. And honestly, a lot of it is I think a lot of um, women in the workplace they got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We understand like the social stigmas that that happens with uh, lack of pay. I mean, you know, you know, wage gap. I don't know how much of that I usually buy into. I don't believe any of that. Um, <laughs> I'm straight sorry. up, like the wage gap and <laughs> That's like. Not- all right, I mean, no, you're not no, gonna no, get no, into no. that. No, I mean, no, we. Can, I think we can. I, I know it's Women's Month, but I think Jesus, no, please. You don't. You don't want to get into this, this month. I mean, I think that uh, it does exist. The stats prove that it exists. That's, do they? They do. But hold on. But, how do, how does it exist though? But 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 I think women aren't as likely to advocate for like a pay raise as men are. That doesn't make sense because if people can pay women less. They would just hire all women. No. Businesses are about profit. No, I'm hip. No, you're right. That's a good point. You get what I'm saying? That's a good point. That doesn't make any sense. But I don't think it's initially like, oh, we're offering women less. I think, I don't think it's the initial offer. Mm -hmm. I think it's more so, I think where the wages kind of separate is during like the promotional period. And like what men and women typically ask for initially when you're going for a job. For example, a guy, they say a male is more likely to fight for a better offer than a woman is. A woman is more accepting. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you'll see um, a disparity, a wage gap between the two genders. It's not that I think you offer uh, a male and female 66000 both, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think firms are like saying, okay, she has ovaries. We're going to give her 64000 Right. You know, I think it's like we're going to offer you 66000 both of you. A female might be like, a woman might be more prone to saying like, okay, I'll take that. Thank you. I'm so happy for the opportunity. A guy might say, uh, here is a 69000 This is the offer that I really want. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, um, I think men are more, I think it's actually a proven statistic. Like men are often more, are, are often uh, willing to, to negotiate more. And also men are, are more comfortable moving from space to space to get a higher salary versus women are are stay in um do you a job longer as well do you also feel like women typically don't occupy certain positions that might pay more yes i think i think i think that's a fact because for example women? the nonprofit sector is mostly comprised of women women are more likely to work in the nonprofit sector than men and as you know nonprofits are not known for giving you a lot yeah. a lot of cash for the same position if you work in like fidelity like if you want to be a program manager at fidelity versus like program management at a nonprofit in Boston a program manager at fidelity is going to pay you way more than a program manager at a nonprofit that's what in I'm Boston saying. so that's why I I'm like I don't know if I guess and you're and what you what you brought to light there with the uh, in terms of confidence for asking for different uh, salaries and stuff maybe but then I'm just like women typically work certain jobs that don't pay as high as some men jobs like Men will go out there and work dangerous jobs. No, true. 
more like uh, engineering jobs, mm-hmm. construction, all those jobs that paid pretty pretty well. Yeah. Obviously, we we see some disparity in terms of women in high higher positions in corporate and stuff like that. But again, it could just be them not fighting for those positions or or even having themselves be heard. And you know, we don't we don't have a woman here to really defend yeah. the point. Um, and I want to be fair. And I would say a woman would argue that initially they should be offered the same as a male. Like maybe they should, the yeah, fight no, it yeah. shouldn't have to be a fight. Maybe should, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying no. Like, I know what you're saying. You're, you're you're correct with your assessment. Um, I think maybe they feel like it shouldn't have to be a fight. But I think but that it's a fight. But but it's a fight because I think I, I think we men, both want the job. Why should we just give it to you if I want it too? Like, exactly. You gotta fight for it. And I think women underestimate that men really fight for the amount of money that we earn. Like we, it's not <laughs> just like I've never had a supervisor come up to me and say, uh, "Yes, I have." But it's never. I, I say just as much as women have in my same spaces. Like if I'm getting a promotion, I've seen women get a promotion right with me, right, ninety nine percent of the time. So it's not like I'm the only one getting a promotion. And I think that. You know, usually promotions are are evenly. Where well, my experience have been like yeah. pretty much even. Like, oh, everyone's getting an eight to nine percent raise. Like that's what it's been, and it's and it's usually po- and if if not, everyone's getting the same promotion based on like economic climate or just in general. It's performance based. Like right. it's really based on your performance, and I think that jobs have been very fair f- that I've been a part of. You know, I guess about we can't that. really speak to it unless we. Are the person passing all the promotion, right? Like, there, there you go. There you go. You know, <laughs> we really don't know. But then how? I, I, but then how do we say that there's a wage gap or there's uh, disparity? I think there's stats to prove it. I think that's why you know, women. Like for example, it is a fact that women who are trying to enter tech, are, it, it's not as likely for them to to be, especially as a minority woman, to be in tech as a male, as a white male. You know, it's more prominent for white okay. males to be in those fields. That's you get fair. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So. There are stats that prove certain things, but I think what's important about all stats is context. Um, I'll go back to an NBA example. Uh, Monte Ellis can average 28 points a game in 2008, and you'd say, man, this guy's an elite player. But then when you look (laughs) at context, you're like, but he shoots 39, 41% from the field. He's not efficient. He's He's an undersized guard. His team doesn't win games. He's not as good as you think he is because right. of context. He doesn't really deserve that promo- promotion. That, he doesn't deserve that max <laughs> contract. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, regardless, this is no shade of Monte Ellis, you know. No, no, no. But I, just good given a, an example, you know. So I think ultimately, I think when it comes to male and female supervisors, I definitely feel like the reason why female supervisors might be a little bit more difficult to work with in my experience is because um, they have a lot more to prove. And, you know, typically I found that female supervisors who do not try to prove themselves and they're, they're very secure and mm-hmm. and who they are in the space that they're in. And they have a lot of other things going on in their real life versus like just being so um, career driven. Yeah. I feel that they definitely are uh, just the chillest managers. Like, um, And I think in general, guys really are, in our generation, especially I think men have really kind of like checked out of the workplace. We don't really, it's kind of crazy. I don't see too many guys anymore that care that much <clears throat> about like, oh, when is my next promotion? And like, you know, when am I going to like get to the next level? Like, it's I'm not more, gonna tell you that. It, it's more like, it's more like, I'm trying to get the next bag, but right, I, right. I, yeah, yeah. You I don't know, really want to move up in a company. A company? Right. I just want to get more bread. Get more money. Exactly. Like, exactly. I'll do the same job, but you need to pay me more. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know too many guys that's like, I'm trying to be like the CEO and like, 
There are guys like I, that. I feel it because there's there's been a, a a mindset shift where everybody's like, I, I really don't want to work for people for the rest of my life. For so, real. like, I'm not going to kill myself at this job. No, not at all. With inflation, you definitely need to pay me more. And if you expect me to do more stuff, you definitely need to pay me more. But at the same time, I'm not trying to move up to be COO or, like... I don't see too many guys like that anymore. Um, no. Again, my, my, my environment. And again, if you're striving for that, that there's nothing, there's wrong, no with that. There's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with that either. Um, and it's very interesting to me. I mean, if you're if you're in the field that you're passionate about, then you probably would see those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that you're not passionate about I'm saying, like, if you, as the person in mm-hmm. the field, if you were really passionate about it, maybe you would want to, to you know, strive for those mm-hmm. higher uh, positions. But if you're not crazy about it and it's just a job, for you and they're not a career, then it's different. And I also think that even if you're passionate about it, the reason why you 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 don't even a lot of guys a lot of guys value their free time. I know yeah. most men value not to say women don't, but I feel like men definitely love like doing other things outside of work. And again, not to say women does it, but I'm just speaking from a guy's perspective. I feel like it's like, man, this nine to five, this sucks. I, I'd rather be in the gym. I'd rather like be focusing on creating like my own brand, doing yep. other things. Because, man, you got this one life to live, and you spend so much time at work that even when you're striving to be this the C, you know, CEO of a company or the the executive director, whatever it may be, you as a you understand that it comes with a a price, like a sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and no. bro, I I just don't see it's worth it. Um, and also, I think in a lot of workspaces, a lot of men are checking out because of all like the, the social wars and the culture wars too that's happening um, broadly. And you see a lot of people checking out um, out of the education. Guys are not even going to college anymore, which is crazy. I don't think that's a good thing, but yeah. guys are not going to college at all anymore. And I read a funny statistic. I, I like a lot of people reported this. Like, sixty-six percent of men between nineteen and thirty don't even want, don't even are. are um, are single and don't even plan on dating pretty much. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. Versus I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that. No, I'm, I'm not like, either. I'm not mad at Dating? Either. No, you don't need to. Like not dating? You can start dating at like 28. 29, right? As a guy, and right? And then you can, because at that point you've had your fun, you're going to build, or maybe you've put yourself, because you've been hustling for the last 11 years, mm-hmm. you put yourself in a good position now that you can afford to bring on somebody else into your life or like even fathom the thought of that so mm-hmm. at that age i feel like that's a good space to be in to start dating and like really courting not dating just to mess around but mm-hmm. dating for like marriage and, and going forward in your life yeah that's yeah. not it's not yeah. a bad statistic i don't i don't think that's bad i think uh, yeah, well, apparently um but it's and, also and to do with the generation of women that they're dealing with <laughs> and they say I don't envy. I talk about I would not like to be dating right now. I would not want to be dating right now. Dating right now looks very tough. Uh, You got the social media influencing these kids' brains. Um, You got women saying crazy stuff. You got men saying crazy stuff. And, you know, it's it's hard for me to pick a side (laughs) because I look at, I, I, I see both sides bring some valid points, you know, and, I, I look at some of it, I'm just like, man, dating seems it's like a war. Right yeah, it's like a garbage. It's like <laughs> garbage. It's really trash. You know, because, for example, it's like, I want a man that can provide, right? I want a man that can, a woman wants a man that can provide, this, that, and the third. But then a, woman, then a man has to say, well, 
the only person you should really be providing for is your wife. And if you're not going to be my wife, why should I be providing for you? So you kind of see the, a That's lot of a these. good point. You see a lot <laughs> of these. Point. A lot of these back and forth. And are you are a happening. wife? Are you know? Are you doing wifely things that would make me want to? And, 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 and are you like. and are you a man of of substance, right? You, right. you demand yeah. all these things for a woman, but you're out here, it's you're a bum. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? There's so many different disparities, and I think that it's it's really is tough to date, especially if you don't have any will. You just have a. I think it all comes down to sound background and like bringing an upbringing. Yep, it does. If you have or had parents that had some sense, you would have. A good idea of what it's supposed to look like, and that, I think that that really affects how people are dating and how they view marriage and stuff. Like, they if you don't have a good example, mm-hmm. I've never seen a good example of a good relationship, then you you really have nothing to go off of. No, I agree. And I that, that's agree. where I think everything's maybe breaking down for people. Yeah, and 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 again, we can go culturally and socially all day on it. You know. The, the breakdown of the the family in America, the devaluing it almost, yep. um, and the sense of where morality and the goalposts of morality has changed has definitely had an impact on how these uh, these family dynamics are formed today. Yep. And, you know, it's a sad thing to see because you really see it's in our spirit, it's in, innately in our, in our hearts that as human beings, we want to connect with other people. We want relationships. Yeah, you want to have a partner. You definitely do. But it just seems like everything else gets in the way of really allowing you to even open up so many fears, so many insecurities, so many things that's that's <clears throat> wrong with um, ourselves in, in terms of just being accountable and being self-aware. We lack those things, and what we do is we well, what we're doing is having these gender wars lashing out the yeah, opposite listen gender. To these, um, so we got some younger guys at my job now, and I was I was with him like this week on a job, and the way so like the way he was talking about like relationships, and I was like, man, he on this red pill real hard. He got to back off a little, just a little bit, because the way he's going is like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you're seeing it because um a lot of my guy friends, man, even men my age, the red pill is catching on. Like it's, it's really it's just, infesting. Yeah, it, it's catching because I will say they bring up some good they, points. They have that good points. They yeah, have no, some good definitely points. Not, definitely not. But they have a lot, a lot of flaws. Yeah, extreme, like, extreme <laughs> flaws. There's some flaws that are very wild. Um, there are some things that these red pill gurus don't even live what they preach um, because a lot of it will just end up making you lonely and it makes you very exactly. delusional, yeah, yeah. you know? And this is not a red ba- pill bashing <clears throat> moment, but no, no. it's just one of those things where I feel bad for the... Because a lot of these men yeah, don't got right. fathers. Right. They don't got real figures. Um, you know, they, if they did have a father, their father was probably done dirty by some women. So it's tough, and I get it. And then when you see the high divorce rates and you see people don't stay together, and even the other day, see, we're talking about the NBA today, even the other day, I saw Andrew Wiggins um, apparently was away from his team because his wife was cheating on him with his best friend and both his daughters might not be his. That's the type of stuff that if Andrew Wiggins woke up tomorrow giving speeches on being part of the red pill, I could not fault him. You know what I'm saying? I could not fault him because... Yeah, that's Bro, that's crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. <laughs> can you imagine, bro? I don't oh, know who you're more mad at, your God. wife or your friend, bro. You gotta done it with both of them. <laughs> Yo, <right? laughs> 
Who would you be? Who could you be more mad I'm at? I'm more mad at. I'm, a, I'm my wife. My that's wife. My wife. I, that's my wife. I'm here. That's my like, wife. That's my friend. He might have been my friend forever, but like marriage. I I married you. You're my that, wife. That's like, crazy. You know what I mean? Nah. He said, "Yo, yo." I I was like, and then everybody. Oh, I seen this um comedian guy on Twitter. He commented on that post. Uh, I guess because he said he's gonna be away from the team, and uh, he's the comedian Carlos Carlos M or whatever his name is. He's one of those wild wa- and out guys, I think. But he's like, oh, he don't need to be away from the team for that though. I'm like, bro, what? What? That is, he could go crazy. <laughs> yo, literally, <laughs> in that what? situation, like, yo, it, imagine she, you she thinking your kids sh- are your kids and they're not your kids, like. You, your whole life waste. <laughs> that's like is, that's like years you yo know, My head is fried. My head that is fried. Just thinking about that. I might fuck around, do some crazy shit, bro. Bro, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, bro. That is that really had me thinking too. I was like, I was like, how would I even react? That to hurt my head. That hurt my head for him. Yeah, I was is. like, man, your best friend. So you have to imagine all the road games when you're on the I road. I don't want to imagine. I don't want to imagine. She Stop. was going crazy with your best friend when he came into your crib. Oh, what's up, bro? But you know what? That is so snake, yeah, yo. That is not, so that's, snake that's behavior. But you know what? He's she couldn't have been a good person. No, he she, must have seen this before. And, and, this, and this is what Kathy told me. Kathy told me like, there's no way she didn't show him signs of like potentially being this way, or you know what I'm saying? Like something. Kathy was told off. me. Kathy told me this is the high school syndrome. He couldn't get a shorty like this in high school. Probably now he can't. Now all of a sudden, in high school, she wasn't attracted to a guy like Andrew Wiggins. You know. She and you I know gotta, and, and I like how Kathy best, gives the raw. What does like, his truth, best friend look like? like you know, he look crazy different I, to him. Like what? Is I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. But but I I I hate when I hate when when Kathy says things like this because it's kind of true. true. Yeah. It's like Kathy was like, let's be honest. When you look at Andrew Wiggins. Listen, like when you look at a girl like that, and you look at Andrew Wiggins. For the most part, a girl like that That's is never going to be interested. That's at, the money. Say so he's an NBA player. He has money. <clears throat> that's really what it was. And like, you know, let's be honest. At the end of the day, she said that she used my she used our old she used the guy's phrase against him. He picked her. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're right. You you he picked her. And you're that's right. True. You're hundred percent right. There must have been, there must have been like... some crazy red flags that you chose to ignore because for her to do that, she did she was not a saint. And then she, no, there was something there. You just ignored it. Yeah, there was something. There. Yeah. She can't just be like, "Oh, I'm a great wife," and then she's really getting her back blown by your All best right. friend. All in right. In the process, <laughs> and my inner brother came out of me. That's how. That's how my brother talks. <laughs> that's how Will. That's how Will talks. But yeah. like I said, in life, there's certain things that you can't tell me. And there's certain things that just wouldn't happen to me, and that just wouldn't happen to me. So, I'm just saying, God forbid, that just can't happen to me. I don't know about you. But that can't happen to me. <laughs> Man, <that's, laughs> oh, that's that just, can't happen to me. That's, that's nuts. Crazy. It is, right? It's just crazy. That just can't happen to me, man. That's, you know, God bless him. I'm praying for him. I'm I don't actually, care what. I don't, that's the thing. Like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to play devil, devil advocate here, but like. You think he I was don't going care. crazy? Maybe he was going crazy. Maybe he was going but crazy. But at the same maybe time. Maybe that's his karma. At the same time. <laughs> 
you don't go and do that and then tell the guy that it's his kids. Like that, <laughs> no, that's, that's the part. Crazy. I can't that's forgive crazy. you. Like, even if that's I was crazy. going crazy, that's like you crazy. can't. Nah, that's that's crazy. Nah. that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. And I'm looking. And it's funny because I was looking at the daughters. I was like, Yo, do they look like him? Like, I'm trying to like, like, are they? They might. Yo, I don't know. Yo, now nah, you see when people put that in the air, you're kind of like, damn, do they? Are they really his kids? Man, they said get, the first one. Go get that DNA test, man. They said the first one. They said the first one has a higher chance, but this is the second one. It, it's like, it's like that is most likely for the other guy. They're saying. I pray that they're both his, and then he can drop her, bro. Oh yeah, drop her. Hope he had a prenup because she shouldn't get a cent. Nah, there should be no <laughs> prenup for stuff. Yo, that's crazy. There should be no prenup for stuff like there that. There should be a clause. Well, should, should, I think you have to have a clause in your prenup for infidelity. Oh, if you're in. Oh wow, but so yeah. the judge is. If you got kids by him, she gonna get something, obviously. But that's crazy, and he got and he just re upped on the bag too. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy, bro. That's crazy, but I, I pray. Choose for them. wisely. Yeah, literally, literally. And I guess that I guess that's why guys don't want to date anymore, bro. <laughs> that's why guys don't want to date. And I read, I saw another thing good too. Reason. I saw another thing. Maybe when we have a female on, we can elaborate more. But um, it, it's. There's a thing going on too where like guys are scared to even approach women now, you know, like hmm. I saw a lot of TikToks and my boy was talking about this because he's single and he's in this this um, I call it this Armageddon of dating. <clears throat> um, he was even saying like, yeah, it's a thing right now where you don't really know when to make the first move now because like all the social justice warriors, oh he. He he made a move on me without you know da, 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 like they make you look silly and stuff like that. But then they like why no guys why, why, why no, no guys no don't guys make a move to me? yeah exactly like, what, what do you want and I I was telling him I was like bro honestly I by the know. second or third date if she's willing to go out with you by the third date bro make your move you have nothing to lose at that point yeah I don't you know I said sometimes you can make your move on the first but I understand you don't want to be thirsty I, maybe you don't want to look oh, that way oh you mean make your move like that just like a, oh, okay, just okay, like okay, a, okay just like a like, yeah, yeah, yeah like a I'm being cheesy like a first kiss yeah like a first base or like yeah. yeah 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 I'm like bro guys are scared of what's that. crazy is <laughs> there's a thing about the gym culture where you can't like approach women in the gym because they're gonna put you on <laughs> Oh yeah, the on camera. the videos. Oh man. And then Joey Swole gotta come in to defend you. <laughs> he's the God lawyer. bless Joey Swole, man. Like he he's really doing some good work. Cause they really be like, you'll be you could be in the mirror, right, doing your own workout, and they're standing in front of you. And if you glance over at them for one second, that's they're it. like, that's oh, all they need. He's a perv. That's all they he's need. A, and it's like really, de- that's a defamation. You can't just go around calling people pervs because they looked at you once. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. It's, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. But you know what? You're only a perv when you're unattractive to them. When you're unattractive to them. That is it. That's it. Because if you're attractive or they're attracted to you they, and you they are looking at care. them or they're like, they oh, yeah, 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 for sure. They wouldn't even care. <laughs> they wouldn't it, even care. That's, that's even, crazy part. It wouldn't even... Wouldn't we, you'll notice they always pick the same type of a guy who maybe might just be starting out in the gym. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. know, he don't got like the fresh gear on. Those are the guys they try to, oh, look at him, like, da-da-da. I'm like, I guess if you need to give yourself a pep talk and that self-confidence, it's kind of sad, really. Yeah, like, you got to put down you, people. You got to put down people up. to raise yourself up. I mean, it's kind of pathetic, but again. I, I, I just hate it because, like, I'm obviously heavy in the gym, and I see the culture that we have in the gym. Like, even I hate any it. gym I, I, that I go I, to. I don't like it anymore. Really? No, bro. No, I still like it because when I go in the gym, like, I see the same people every day. I fist bump all my my cool. P- I, I, I don't I, know I, these I, people's names. I, I like I like the old gritty gym where everybody was in there. Yeah, there's sometimes people goof off, but like 
they were really just like I didn't, I didn't see no cameras. No, I people, see. I I'm, you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not mad about the cameras. Sometimes it's a little overbearing, but we I, in a, if you're in a public gym, you can't say anything about people doing what they want to no, do. No, no, I don't. No, I don't care. I don't like the teenagers coming there and goofing off too much because then it's like five people on a bench and I want to work out. I, I like that's I, different. I, I like the old like. We in here, we lifting weights. No one in here is trying to look cute. Everybody's really like, yeah. yeah. I, I miss that like atmosphere. Like, but gyms aren't like that no more. Gyms I don't are mind. like, yeah. I mean, you could find a gym like that. Gyms are like, you know, you go to Crunch Fitness in Brockton, bro. That that is like a that's like an influencer gym. But you know, again, like culture changes. Gym culture yeah, is yeah. very dominant. I you have to you know things change. Yeah, health and you fitness know? is a big it's, big. It's push huge right now, now which is good. Like, which if, is if, great. Which is great. Because I was like, January, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people in the gym, but. By March, they're gonna be nah, gone. They're still there now. It's March, still and I'm there. just like, <laughs> they're still there. And I, and if there's, you know, we we praise a lot and of. I'm toxic. happy. I'm happy that they're, you know, they're still in there working out. So. And in our culture, we praise a lot of toxic things. I think this is one of the good things that we, we like, I I like that this is a good trend that people yeah, are yeah. like, be healthy, be fit. And I guess if you want to look good, it's not wrong with looking good. Yeah. yeah so I, I I saw Simeon Panda talking about this. So he was like of the mentality that you had, where you come to the gym in an old hoodie and whatever, and you just really. Like push, yeah. But then he's like, I see this shift in terms of like the you know dressing nice to come to the gym. I'm I'm like in between. Sometimes I'll be bummy, and sometimes I'll like try to put a fit on. Mm-hmm. But like as he was saying, I kind of I don't mind it. I like it no, because I, when you look good, you feel better. You no, lift better. Listen, I'm telling you. No, listen. When I don't have a haircut and I don't have a fresh gym fit. My lifts are trash unless. <laughs> Unless I'm going through something and I'm trying to get it out in the gym, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I but feel if I feel you. good and I look good, I like that perspective. Bro, I'm PR. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. PR all not, day. <laughs> I'm not mad at that perspective. I like that perspective. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. You no, it's good? true. Yeah. It is something about, um, and that's why I think, like, even with like my wife, I like. I notice when she got a new gym outfit, she wants to be in there more. Which exactly. is why I see a lot of women. They're always buying new gym outfits because I think it does keep them I'm motivated. About to start a gym brand because they're making money. Nah, they are. <laughs> I'll tell you that. They are. No, they are. They are. The gym brands. They are. That's why Inspiration Faith Gym Collection is coming out soon. Hey. It's coming out real soon. <laughs> but um, nah, bro. I think that uh, I, you're 100 percent right with that. I, I'm not even mad at it. I think that um, it really does keep people motivated. It keeps them going. I like that. Like you know, you, you look good. You feel good. You're gonna live good. That's facts. That's facts. I'm not even right. mad at it. You know, it's true. I'm not even mad at that. Uh, but otherwise, man, I do miss like that nitty gritty stuff. But again. I do see the the pro. So I, I used see a to, lot of pros. I used to do that nitty gritty like bummy look and just lift heavy. I would I used to go to the gym at like twelve and then twelve in the night. Mm-hmm. So I used to get out of work at eleven, go to the gym from twelve till two. That's when nobody's there, so you don't have to worry about anything. anything. You go in there and like big baggy sweats and you just lift. Go so, crazy. Yeah. But if you're going at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. That's when I, everybody's I in there. Going, I hate going to the gym at that time. Period. No, yeah, it's packed. It's packed. Um, it's packed. There's always teenagers goofing off, bro. Yeah. I I can't stand going at that time. But I'm a bully. Oh, you just take them off. So when I go in there and I see you doing some nonsense, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm trying to use that. Get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. I'm not waiting. Like, I love it. I, I love it. Time. I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, let me work in with you. And I just kick them off. Like, oh, you guys done? Like, what's going on? Because you're just standing here. So I don't got time for that. <laughs> Nah, man, I love it. I love it. But hey, if, if there's anything that's positive, that's supposed to be out, the gym culture being there is definitely a big positive. And like you know, I think Kathy, you know, Kathy said it best, man. Like, um, when you're 
when you're in the gym and you're and you're focused on it, it's good. But the worst part is when people are here like trying to take you out of your focus and like you know being a creeps and like staring. Yeah, at you no, I mean, I'm, that's a crazy thing. I feel like women's women make it seem like they're the only ones that get that attention, but we get it too. I just ignore it. Like, what, <laughs> what is the big issue? Like, you feel that uncomfortable, but somebody you can't go to the gym and expect nobody to ever look at you. Yeah, that's that true. Is, that's true. It is what it is. It's awkward. <laughs> it's no, awkward. It, it's, it's awkward. No, it if really you is. Don't get your own gym. When you when you're grunt, when, you, when you're grunting and you're like really pushing, you yeah. get crazy face. I'm sure someone. No, you know it, it's. I just think women need to get out of their own head at times when it comes to like uh, being out in those social. And spaces. I'm not saying like there aren't definitely creeps no, in the gym. There's, there's definitely of a lot of creeps in the gym, but I don't know. How do you feel about hookup culture in the gym? That's <clears> definitely changed. Like the gym. There again, I didn't. Peak I've never, exp- I've never experienced it, so I don't know. I mean, I've s- seen, seen women it? in the gym, but I, I, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like very people, apparent. Oh, people like being. Oh like, yeah. Um, I mean, you get it wherever you live. Like <laughs> you're right? in the gym all the time. This is a great <laughs> like. I talk to her, man. I, how 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 do you feel about the notion that you got a gym where you really work out in, and then you got a gym where you do light stuff, and that's like. You go. Uh, I don't believe in paying money for stuff I don't really use. Yeah. But yeah, I guess if I was if I was in that position, in position in life, right? I would probably make go. Sense you go to a gym that got mad girls if you want to find a girl, exactly. And then if you have your own gym that you that you, you really, really like really push. Really <laughs> that makes sense. That, that makes sense, sense right? Sense. And like you know who said that? Yo, Kevin. Smith. Kevin Samuel said that. I was like, yo. But then I also had a friend that he I used to used to work out at um, Workout World, and um, he would be like I guess that was his gym where he really pushed, and he wouldn't talk to any girls in that gym because he's like if I talk to a girl in this gym and it doesn't work out, I gotta come back to this gym and see this girl all the time. time. So he was like, Nah, I don't talk to anybody here. So he probably would go to another, another gym, gym if he wanted to get meet a, people or get whatever. Like, work, like, yeah, yeah, like they they it's funny they do like the intense. Get the good workout in, but maybe if they want to go for a, not, like not, a, not even like a cardio, jog, or they get like a yeah, little yeah, jog yeah. or abs or do like a little arm pump type stuff. They go to like, uh, like for example, I know someone goes to a workout world to work out, like you said, because mm. you know, workout world is old and it's like great. It's it really workout world has become like that gritty that gym, great, yeah. And then they go to Crunch Fitness to get the shorties, like that's where they go. Crunch Fitness is where all the girls wear like the colorful spandex, like pants, and like. You know uh, the the tats and everything. Everybody's showing off at that gym, so it, it makes me laugh because I know somebody <laughs> who does that. Um, they say like, "Yeah, I go." Man, can't knock them, man. No, 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 no. I just say, "What are your thoughts on it?" I think it's hilarious. I think it's it's funny. It's it's utterly one of the funniest things ever. But I think that like you know, Kevin Samuel said, you know, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Samuel. What he said, he was like, "Yeah, man, if the club isn't the spot," and he said, "The club isn't the spot anymore." He said, "It's the gym." And when he said that, I was like, yo. Because he, of how the health and fitness, fitness is yeah, yeah, it's overtaking it's everything. Crazy. You know? So, <clears throat> say that all to say, uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> I think we talked a good talk. We about a bunch a, of stuff. Hit a few things. Um, definitely subscribe. Uh, I'm going to po- start posting up whole clips on YouTube. Um, get more content out on the, on the social medias. I've been lazy, sure. honestly. Transitioning a lot from work and all this other stuff. I'm so. wondering, who can we, who else can we get on here that 
like an interview of some sort. To I want I want to start doing that, right? Yeah, like yeah. getting we some like have people on that we can like interview and ask them about what they got going on and maybe promote promote their stuff too. Maybe the inspiration faith. Leader. I think he should be next. I think he should yeah. be next for sure. He can talk for sure. About he his can brand talk about yeah, yeah. and his, the humble beginnings behind the brand and like why what makes him Mister Two uh, K, you know. Uh, the greatest score in Brockton High I School think that's, history. That's definitely the next. I think that's what we really need to episode. like talk about. <laughs> for sure. But uh, uh, thank you for watching, subscribing. Uh, thank you for the audios. Uh, I I know I wish we could be more consistent. Life happens. I just be busy. But I, the plan is dropping as much content as possible, and then next year. God willing, if I graduate, I can be in full like focus on the brand mode. Cause um, that's if you graduate, when when when, when I graduate, when, you know what I'm saying? When I graduate, I don't know. I can't foresee. Nah. You know, you never know what happens. You never not, not academically, but definitely life wise. I don't know if like because I plan on taking summer classes, but I don't know if you know. I don't know if something happens and it's like okay, yeah, yeah. I can't. But um, you know, I I never put things like it's a guarantee. You know, you never know what happens in life. God only knows what's, what's going to happen in the future. So that's, I leave it like that. And um, also my condolences. I, I know I'm saying this on air, but I know you're, I think, a good friend of yours yeah, passed away. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, um, hard. Very, it's very tough. You know, it's, it's you really know. hard when, I hate to say it, but like, you know when you, maybe if somebody was sick and you expected them to pass, mm -hmm. but having that kind of situation where they just pass. It's tough, bro. Tragically and like really quick is is, is really hard. So definitely sorry for your loss, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know he was one of the guys for sure. Yeah, man. And he's, he's a good good person. For you sure. know, so definitely you know. My condolences, bro. But um, otherwise, um, thank you, thank you all for listening, and we out. All right.